Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. How are, how are you doing, sir? I'm well, How are you? Uh, I'm all right. It's a, it's a rainy, wet New York day, so it's just like I like them. Uh, very apt for the movie, I suppose. Uh, it's, it's my favorite performance of the year, so you should be one, I'm very proud no matter what I said, but... It's a nice. Uh, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Oh yeah, I. Uh, I don't know. You know, obviously, when you do these, oftentimes people talk about the movie, and then they'll mention something else. And I'm sure people mention like the Mummy a lot. But my family really loves Blast from the Past, and it's an impossible movie not to like feel good about when you watch. And weirdly, I kind of thought about it while watching this one because they are sort of kindred spirits. I feel like you're at your best when you're playing optimistic human beings interesting yeah it's adam um was a naif of yeah. sorts he was he wasn't exposed to the toxins of the world above ground and he grew up in the vacuum of a time warp frozen time warp where people still believed in courtesy and that to be a gentleman didn't mean you owned horses or something. It meant you did whatever you could to let the others around you know you respected them by showing them good manners, for instance. And and he was irrepressible and and he couldn't be um he couldn't be changed because he didn't know that. And then, of course, the you know the the situational comedy is that he's disgorged into a world where a cynical one, like the one that we live in. I can see where you're coming from because Charlie is an optimist. Yeah. He's someone who also has um, to his ex-wife a really annoying positivity about right. him. And I think that that's born of him being someone who, for his entire life heard nothing about what his perceived shortcomings were given who he was a gay man a man who carried a body weight that was hundreds and hundreds of pounds he was an easy target and he had really only the decision to make of whether or not to do his very best to maintain his self-integrity and own who he is um, or else uh, pessimism would be his, his unbecoming. When, when, when someone is, is uh, name called and made to feel um, you know, others, sadly, as, as we have so often seen and this this film is in a manner of speaking a testament to retiring the terminology that we still abide we still give a pass to or overlook or even participate in the vindictive kind of painful speech that goes alongside the prejudice that accompanies those who live with obesity. We relegate them to P 
people who should be overlooked and dismissed. We relegate them to people who don't who brought something upon themselves to a fault of their own, who who uh, are othered, for instance. And in this age when we're going down the much-needed checklist and deciding you can't do that anymore. This is a film that's going to speak to the generation upcoming that won't tolerate that any longer. Right. It's... I think I, when I, when I, you know, you have to do your like instant reaction when you get out of a film festival. I think I, I had said it's, it's a demand for empathy. It's not just, I want you to feel for yeah. this person. It's, it's, I'm going to tell, I'm going to make you feel for this person. It's not an appeal. It's a call. Exactly. It's, and it, I think it takes someone like, like a Darren Aronofsky who, you know, is going to go to 11 to make you feel and, you know, has a history with making the, the traditional other someone that you, you feel for. I mean, you know, if I just describe what Requiem for a Dream is about, you know, that movie a couple of years before that, 10 years before that, is is we have to punish everyone because drugs are bad. Yeah. And it's, you know, he's he's not that. And I think it's what makes this such a a unique pairing. So I think it was kind of like Mad Libs when it first got announced, like, oh, Darren's making a play. Oh, Brendan's, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm in, that's all great. But how does that form? And then you you realize, like, it does take, you know, a filmmaker like that it takes an actor that people genuinely like. It takes that mix to be able to invest people because it is it is sort of an ask, you know, to to not subject yourself because I think it's a wonderful film, but it it does put you through the ringer in a way. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, you especially. Yeah, you you can talk to that one. Uh, it's there's something about it though. I think that just when you when you leave it, it stays with you, and that's you know good films do no matter what your reaction is i think that you you want to stay with it you know if if you leave the movie and you just go okay that was cool what's for dinner in a way a movie's failed even if it's meant to be disposable because it's a, common, it it's a common response that audiences are having in seeing this and in you know sort of straw polling opinions about where it's played in the places i've seen it most people have a similar response which is an emotional one and yeah. They might not even know the reasons why exactly, but it is affecting them. And I'll try and share this half-baked theory I have, which is that this Sam Hunter's play and screenplay puts between cover and cover all the things that we have wished or wanted or tried to say to one another in those moments of friction of in conflict in our families and our lives and our those we love and and and, and it, it says all the right things but it may be too late it puts together a vernacular that spells that all out and it speaks to people who can then therefore um transfer uh, that onto this piece to speak for them. And it does stay with people for some time afterwards. But the hope is, my hope, as esoteric as that answer was, simply put, is that we can do better. Yeah. The very title of the movie is The Whale. And that received a great deal of uh, 
blowback, frankly, by those who looked at the cover and have not read the book. And they're unaware that it is not a pejorative joke. It's actually a literary reference to Herman Melville's Moby Dick, which is essential to the story they'll see if they see the film. And be reminded that we, in our own way, we humans, we're all looking for our great white. You know, we're all seeking something out. And 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 that, that that dissipates once they realize what the film is about, and then the content of the film itself speaks even further to uh, to, to cross those ideologies. It, I think it was very telling. You know, A twenty four always sends a holiday box out with like something from every film, and a lot of times it's it's the sillier take on things. And I really love that they sent a copy of Moby Dick, for, and they didn't say it was for the whale. It was just it's pretty obvious, and it's and it speaks to like that's what we want you to be thinking about when you think about the movie and. And listen, I'm I'm doing this in a school. I substitute teach once in a while. So like I'm in an empty school room. So I'm thinking about, oh, there's, you know, even just the scenes of talking to the students and, and trying to connect with them and and without the visual medium, you know, not being able to connect in the way that he really wants to. There is a lot going on in the film of just like like he like he says, people are incapable of not being of good. Like people are amazing but you have to sort of believe in them. And no one else really in the movie at the start, at least kind of believes that except him. And it is interesting to see where everyone ends up. As, and, an, edu- as an educator yourself, could you identify with Charlie's need to press them for authenticity to just tell me something honest? And did, did, did that speak to you? Yeah. I mean, I obviously when you're a sub, you know, think back to school, it's like, okay, can we just get through the day? You're here instead of the real person. But, you know, when there are times where it's been like, oh, they're they're working on um, criticism. Like, hey, I do that. That's me. Like, I'm literally it's what I do. Like, we can do that. And yeah, I've told them, like, I don't care what you thought of the movie, the TV show, the book. You can hate it. You can say it's the worst thing ever made. But tell me why. Like, give me reasons why your reasons are always valid as long as you have reason. It's still like, I don't know, I didn't like it. That's that's not going to help. But if something bugged you about it, you know, you're you're probably right. It, it goes back to like actors and filmmakers. You guys read bad reviews, not good ones, because the good ones all, okay, yeah, they all love it. But like when someone has a truth in them too. Yeah. Unless, unless they're being mean, you know, you they deserve the benefit of the doubt of like, why did this bounce off someone? You know, it didn't bounce off me because... I wanted to make it. I was willing to sit in the chair for hours getting the makeup on. All of that, you know, there's, which is its own thing. Like that's, that's its own dedication of just, I'm going to essentially sit still for a large portion of the day, which is not how human beings act. Like, you know, we're, we're like used to moving. I can only imagine it's, I mean, obviously you're prepping for the day, but that's a, there's a lot going on in your head. I imagine just as that's happening. Well, it was, um, you know, it was, encumbering to where all the apparatus that it took to create Charlie's body. I was never bothered by it because it it not only helped me for the fact that it was actually cumbersome and it assisted in giving verity to the circumstances of living in a body that weighs hundreds and hundreds of pounds because it was designed to observe laws of gravity and physics you know whereas these bodysuits you know go back and look at when they've been used they're they're silhouettes really filled with cotton batting on an athletic actor and usually just in service of a mean joke or something like that and this was 
not that to to um play the part um honestly i just had to for, I, and I, I i forgot about it I, it wasn't important i needed to only connect with 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 hong chow and 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 sadie sink and ty simpkins and sam morton who make up the cast of these five characters in search of salvation yeah you just you you watch it and i think you you feel like weight's the wrong word but you feel the gravity of being that person and i think that's impossible to get with you know if it was cgi if it was like you said like a very like old-fashioned like lumpy suit where someone's just sort of like moving side to side to simulate that you you feel the strain and i'm sure it's not the easiest thing in the world to navigate just as a human being with that amount on you but also the way that you're connecting with the character there's more to it than just oh he's going to stand up this is going to take a lot of effort it's oh this is this is literally a strain on his body and soul like just literally it's life and death for yeah. charlie to take to his feet it's a herculean effort i looked at deadweight olympic deadweight uh, lifters to sumo wrestlers to you know i i i studied creatures great creatures that roam the earth to see how gravity affected their very gait and it was all helpful to keep it organic and make sure that there was never um an affectation or a you know putting something with quotation marks around it asking an audience to believe something they're not seeing so um it, it was important that i i did feel encumbered to do this right because like what we were we were saying you know the movie literally is about having you know a connection with this person and if you're if you feel like the actor or the filmmaker is not connected, it's never going to work. And if it was done that way, I think people would immediately be like, oh, this is just, this was the way they did it. And they just, they didn't think that much about it. The fact that there's, there's such thought and such care. And, and in a way, I think that so much of the marketing hasn't focused on that because we need you to care about this person and watching the movie is how you care about the person. A, a still image is not going to give you that connection necessarily. And it's just I love the care that's being put into like making you think about the movie because it's so easy for it to be a you know a joke or a pun or like you know like the year I think years ago this would have been like the late night hosts would have been talking about the movie. Hey, have you seen this movie? Yeah. But it's you know the fact that it's largely avoided that and you know you get your standing ovation in Venice and then I, I was at the um, the award show in, in Toronto and just to see like everyone be so thrilled just to see you there and and just to that point how much you like seeing like Michelle get an award. It was just great to see like, it's not like the same team, but like, oh, we're, we all work in the same office and like, oh, they got employee of the month. This is awesome. It's, it's, it's so nice to see that not only that the movie has been successful, that it, but that it feels like as a person you're being celebrated in a way that we all want to be like, nobody wants to be talked poorly of. And, and it's, you know, most people are rarely gotten celebrated and it's, and it's, it's also just nice to see how much people want that to happen, you know, because, you know, the award season is is about just breaking people down. And I love that it's about building you up this year. If you were sitting here in the room, I, I would offer you a gummy bear right now. My, friend. Uh, I, my my diabetic ass would take one because I can't help it. They're delicious. But no, it's it's true. There's just something about wanting to see good people doing good work being said, like, it, you know, there's. It's just like in life. I know as we, as we sort of wrap, like, you know, I write on the internet for a living. You don't get told to do a good job that often, but if someone says you did a good job, it's like, you take it to heart in a way that's, it's hard to explain. 
you know. The hope, the hope is with this movie that we can eradicate the sort of, let's call it what it is, hate speech that surrounds those who live with obesity. Yeah, we can we we can retire the phrases, and I don't want to repeat, frankly, that are unnecessary and harmful because painful painful speech can be vindictive. I know this. I spoke to people who lived with obesity about their childhoods, and very often there were horrible parents or grown-ups who incriminated them at an early age. It stayed with them. And it reinforced the behaviors that brought them to the place where they were now. And much of that could have been avoided very early on. It, it is. Fine. Right. And and I think the movie is, it's one of my favorites of the year. Like I said, it's my favorite performance of the year. And I think there's something too, that there there's that bright shot of light as the movie is coming towards the end, just to like yes. let you know, like there's a chance of things being okay. And, you know, I... I, I it, whatever metaphor you want to put there, it's it's there. This is a quest for redemption, and and I love that it's you know, like I said, I know it's a little embarrassing for you, but that it's also become a celebration of you. And whether there's you know awards or statues or whatever that come your way, the fact that it is so intrinsically tied into the film, I think, says something about the the mark you made. And you know, it may not have always felt that way, but to sort of be able to you know. How often do you expect to hear about blast from the past? For example, but you know you get to you get to hear. Well, you know what? I've been going to a lot of fan conventions, and I'm learning a lot of people really attached to that movies. And now those people have kids of their own, and I feel, oh God, I'm old. But you know, at the same time, I tell them chivalry's not gone. You know? No, no, it's so easy to be nice. I, I was just telling someone as we wrap as we wrap up. It's so easy not to be an asshole. Like it's just it's hard <laughs> in the world. Like it, like it's just anything. Yeah, just don't say the thing, and you're suddenly not a jerk. It's real easy. I, uh, I mean, listen, we just spent 15 minutes not being assholes. It's really easy. <laughs> well, this is up on YouTube. It's a lesson. Just don't be a jerk. Uh, <laughs> thank you uh, so much for this. Like, I, I'm championing this work in this film, and I, I grew up right where Darren like shot Requiem for a Dream, so I've always followed his stuff. So it's it's just great to see that an interesting filmmaker keeps making interesting work and has this kind of performance to put out to the world. It's its frankly amazing. It, it premiered last night at Lincoln Center. I was next door at the Fablemans. <laughs> you were, you know who? Yeah. You know, you know I was who? at the Spielberg event next door. Cool. You know, you know who hit one of his guests was? Ellen Burstyn. Nice. That was amazing. She was there. I, it, yeah, it's, isn't it, isn't it insane that you can just. Give me chills. And it's, it's also what makes it so great to, because, there are people who will look at you and be like, oh my God, it's Brendan. Like, look at that. And at the same time, you're like, look, it's the talent person. Like, that's not a real human being. Yeah. Like, it's it's also, it's just so heartening to know that, like, no matter, there's still that level of, like, oh my God, that's a famous person. They're like, don't you know you're a famous person? Like, no, 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 but that's a famous person. Like, that, you don't understand. There's something to it. It's amazing. What's to it is that everybody's just people. <laughs> exactly. And if, really? if, if there's one thing the movie does, it's that, we're all just people and we should just be people. I'll eat more gummy bears. Exactly. Thank you so much again. This was, this was an absolute pleasure. And I, I look forward to seeing seeing what comes next. Thanks a lot. Nice talking to you. Likewise. Thank you. Congratulations on, on the movie. I And just sort of the last couple of years in general, I it's it's really heartening to see someone go at, you know, film and, and really just, everything is exciting 
it's, oh, wow. it, I know it's not, oh, you're very welcome. I know it's not necessarily like a plan plan because so much of it is timing and who says yes, which scripts come in, but it always seems like the next thing is a little more exciting, a little more interesting. It just, it keeps building. And, and this is kind of the perfect film because almost everything you've done has been very heavy and then very drama filled and, and really powerful stuff. And this is not, you know, without those same qualities, but also this is a movie they just want you to smile for about two and a half hours. <laughs> and and I imagine that being a part of that and seeing it coming together and, and knowing it's going well has to be just a really like fun feeling. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy that it makes you smile. Those movies are smile. Yeah. Is important laughter is important and uh i'm thankful for everything i've done up into you know this film because i all of it prepared me for this role <laughs> i think it, it, it goes to i think your taste too because you know you can only choose what's coming your way and and that evolves over the years you know i'm sure the the scripts are getting or the pile gets bigger every year but you know you being able to sift through it and go i've done that already or that's not really for me and ooh, this you know, the only this part is is as important as anything else, having the the taste and the perception. Yeah. You know, sometimes you 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 hit and sometimes you miss, you know, it's a part of life. And but everything is all a part of the journey in my journey. And I just feel so fortunate to be able to have, um, you know, those sorts of directors and stories find me in a sense and, and to make the space and the time to be able to focus and lock in because. Whenever I say yes, like I'm all in. Um, and I'm so thankful to Ryan Johnson, who is a director that I've wanted to work with for years. I saw his film Looper. Yeah. And, you know, I thought he was doing something innovative in in the sci-fi genre. And I was like, who is this guy who loves time travel <laughs> as yeah. much as me? Like I need, I want to work with him. And then I went on a rabbit, down a rabbit hole and watching everything he had done. Brick, which is a who done it well, you know, his first film, um, up until, you know, the first knives out. And and I loved him and Daniel as a team. And I was just a big fan. So when I got that call, it, I'd already said yes. <laughs> then when he sent the script, I was like blown away by the by the twist and by the character he was offering me. And I was just like, this is a hell yes. Oh yeah. And then, yeah. And like it said in Greece, which was a fuck yes, like get me off my couch. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic and things were being canceled for me. I didn't oh, yeah. know what, what I was going to do, you know, and, and, and for it to be, this is no small thing. This is a dream come true. So you're saying you'll pay me to go to Greece. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Somebody pull me, pull my arm already. Exactly. I can imagine you're, you know, you, you want to do it and you get the script and you're like, okay, well it could be, you know, a, a week that I'm there. Oh, Oh, that's who I'm playing. Oh, okay. All right. Let's let's talk. And just, you know, I think the the really cool thing about your role is you your interactions with the characters are very different. I don't think any of the other characters interact with everyone in the same way that you do, especially with with Daniel with, with Benoit. You you guys have the the partnership that I think a lot of other characters don't get to have. And that's just also fun because you guys are spouting such intelligent and, and playful dialogue. It's you know, when you can bounce off someone, it's it always seems like it's so much fun, and he's having so much fun. Um, you can almost tell it's just like washing James Bond off him every time he plays this. He's like, <laughs> "This is great, love it," but also like this is so much more fun and doesn't break bones in my body. This is this is great. 
yeah, it's, it was a pleasure to work with Daniel. Like he he's such a dynamic performer yeah. and such a giving like scene partner, too. He was always there, you know, even in times that I, I, I was doing my coverage and I didn't necessarily need him to yeah. stand in through his lines. He he made it a point to be there for me. And, you know, this is he and Ryan's. This, this is his baby. Yeah. He and Ryan did the Knives Out. You know, they started it. And for him to see something in me and say, yes, like I, I want to I want to I want to work with Janelle is uh, it's no small thing. Um, and I think he is just a gentleman. He is like you said, he's having fun. Yeah. Like, this is a new even even from the first one to this one, like you're going to get a lot more even just physical body comedy wow. <laughs> from Daniel in in and it's so pleasant it's so pleasing to watch and just seeing him have a good time and uh all of that just really warms my heart oh yeah because you want people to be having a good time I feel like audiences also want to watch actors and actresses have a good time because you know so much of a film can be like relief from from whatever you're doing with your day but also I, I feel like there's a weird resentment that grows if it doesn't look like you're having fun because you know, it must be better than my job. And like, oh, you're getting your arm. Like we were joking about, oh, twist my arm to go to Greece. You know, people want to get that sense that like, oh, guys, you guys won and you appreciate it. And I feel like you watch Daniel Craig, especially in these movies, and you will completely believe that. And I think everyone in this cast, everyone in this cast has this giant grin on their face that I almost feel like whether the character should be smiling or not, everyone is just so happy to be there and playing. It's like, it's literally like we got paid to play. Who doesn't love that? Who it's, does? Who yeah. does being paid to play? Exactly. <laughs> well, I think all of us, all of us, will have to say like, this felt like being a part of a summer theater troupe, and you just wrote home and told your parents, "Don't come and get me." They don't come like, and get me. Yeah. Other month, I we we loved um, hanging out with each other. Like we really like each other, yeah. and I don't know. I, I think probably you know, being in a pandemic. And a lot, a lot of us were returning to work for the first time after months, after years. Yeah. And I think we just, we just stood in gratitude a lot more, even more, you know, it was like, yeah. you just never know what life's going to throw you, uh, be present, engage with each other. And we had to literally because, uh, and which was a big blessing because we had an opportunity to bond, but because we all were making sure, you know, to to be super precautious and don't get COVID because you don't want to be that actor that shuts down the production. We got an opportunity to get to know each other on a personal level. And we played murder mystery parties and listened to music and hung out at each other's places and bonded human to human, not even talking about work. And I think all of that real time spent together outside of filming helped to show up on screen when it was time to film oh yeah i i can imagine you're just like one you're not related to me and that's the that's a novel concept this year like oh my god you're different i'm happy to see you it's it i can imagine <clears throat> as we sort of wrap up what's it been like just to have the response to people who've seen it because you know you know you had a good time and you know that that's you know all i can control is that i had a good time i did good work everything else is you know we'll see but to have the response and to kind of be the, the focal point of so much of the response, what kind of feeling is that besides just knowing like, yay, you know? Well, like I have just been saying, and I'll say it over and over and over again, I'm so grateful 
So grateful, so grateful, so honored to be a part of this film with this cast, with this director, you know, because it's not just that these people are just extremely talented at what they do, but they are good humans. I had an opportunity to connect with some really good humans, and I'll always look back on this Knives Out Glass Onion experience and and think that. Yeah. Um, so that's first and foremost, and and I'm just thankful to Ryan Johnson who 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 has given me a, a character, a part to where I could showcase my range in in different ways. I've been waiting on more comedy, yeah. you know. So to be able to go from comedy to the deep, dramatic, emotional, you know, heavy lifting scenes to action. Here I am on set in Greece at five, six in the morning working with a stunt coordinator yeah. you know, around some of these things. Like I got an opportunity to go to new levels and learn a lot about myself and learn from the processes of the other actors because I always want to grow. You know, you always want to grow for me, at least. It's like yeah. I'm not challenging myself and you don't really get an opportunity to challenge yourself unless you're thrown those opportunities. And and it is indeed an opportunity to do this. A like, big perfect. Yeah, perfectly said, because, yeah, I think you'll just get offered the same things over and over unless you say, I want something new. And this is a perfect example, something new. And it's incredibly exciting and incredibly fun. And you should be incredibly proud. And I'm so glad you were able to spare a few minutes. This was this was very fun. Thank you for talking to me. You oh, have it's my pleasure. Wonderful evening. Thank you. You do the same. Peace. Take care. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you, Joey. <laughs> glad to hear it. I am. Um, I saw you, we didn't really talk, but I saw you briefly in Telluride in Toronto with the film at both of the, the Sony Classics dinners. Actually, I said hi to you at the Toronto one. We were both like in the way as they were moving tables. All right, okay. Like, All right, at least I'm not, if you're there and, and they're yelling at you, I'm I'm not doing something that bad. So that was, that was helpful. Yeah. Uh, congratulations on this. This must be a really interesting year to obviously make a film that you're proud of, but then to sort of get swept up in the, in the award season and, and be taking these places and have everyone tell you how amazing you are. It's, 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 it's not why you act, but certainly not a bad thing. I would imagine. Well, I could get used to it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's been a very pleasant ride. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I did think we were making a good movie, but then I, you know, I, I hope I, you know, I always think that, but uh, now and again, something catches fire. And this is obviously the case with this movie. For sure. What? Oh, yeah. What what was the impetus to make it? Because I'm sure you get sent a lot of things, most of which you don't want to do for one reason or another. That's just the nature of, you know, having a stature of some level. People mostly want you to do what you've already done or a version of what you've already done. So obviously this is a different type of role. But what what made it sing? What made it speak to you? Well, it is kind of my area of interest. I am interested in playing. You know, it's quite I'm interested in playing people who for whom you know, uh, honesty and decency are kind of the first option. And I'm also interested in people who are, have what's have so-called um, uneventful lives or are called so-called ordinary people yeah. uh, because there's a great deal of heroism involved in people's lives, in all our lives. And, uh, I, it's, it, and, I'm, and this is, a, you know, it was conspicuously a good part. And I'm interested in that period where... In England, it's called Englishness, but I'm sure there are characters like that in every culture. It's just, we take the rap for it. But, um, you know, characters within that 50s in England, you were not really allowed to express very much at all. Certainly not supposed to trouble your fellow man with your innermost concerns. And there was an enormous amount of um, 
uh, of uh, repression. But I find that kind of very interesting to act. Oh yeah, because it's it's interesting to watch when done well. I think if it's not done well, then you you just sort of wonder why is nothing happening. But when done well, yeah, you express the not expressing, which is I think we see that a lot with in real life. You see it with you know depending on how old you are with parents or especially with grandparents. You you know it's very uh, how are you doing? Don't worry about me. I'm fine. And you know that's not necessarily the case. But when you see it in this film, you 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 just as much as you want him to like burst out and do more, you're also just compelled by watching someone go about their life. Yeah. Yeah. No, I find it uh, <laughs> endlessly fascinating and I find it funny as well. Yeah. Um, but it is, uh, it's kind of gracious not to trouble people too much with what, you know, with too much information, you know, oh, yeah. um, but, um, but it's, but obviously when someone is given an ultimatum and has a kind of, and has a, is given a, a disastrous diagnosis that really tests the system. Right. You know, that complex system of manners that's supposed to, that, that kind of restraint that we, we were all supposed to um, access. So it's uh, the tension there is very, it's fascinating to, to, to act. Right. And, and especially going back to like the watching of it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an oversharer by trait, you know, right. sometimes it's okay. Not so great when like, you know, you get broken up with, you would ask me how I'm doing and I'd tell you, like yeah. you didn't actually want to know. But it makes watching someone like this very fascinating because you something about cinema when it's done right is watching an experience that you don't have watching, you know, how would you know, I would sit there and cry all the time. This guy goes to work. You know, this guy asks you how you're doing. There's there's something where you just you want to know more. And and in a smaller, quieter film, wanting to know more is gold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, it makes me think sometimes it, it, the, the thing to avoid I for me is the third cup of coffee because mm-hmm. the third cup of coffee and I walk away from conversations and I think, did I really say that? Why would I tell them that? And it's always the third cup of coffee. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose I am uh, with you. I'm an oversharer, yeah. uh, or at least I, I think I am. I talk a lot. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm sharing a great deal, but uh, but I do. Yeah, I, I and I find myself sharing stuff with people who aren't necessarily in my life very much rather than the people who are. Right. Well, there's also a weird um, comfort in that, in that it's, oh, you don't actually know me. So yeah. this I, not that this matters less, but it's it's the non-religious version, I guess, of like confessional. It's like you don't know me. So you have no investment in this beyond like, oh, that guy just told me he's having a bad day. That's something yeah. I'm going to move on now. Yeah, exactly. But you get to like send it out, which also is kind of a form of acting. You know, yeah. when, when you act, you can work out, you know, not that you necessarily do this, but an actor can definitely be like, oh, I, I've got issues with X. I'm just going to find a movie about that. And I get to live in that for six months yeah. and then push it away. And they'll pay me to go to therapy, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's good, good. Good. Secret sauce. Yeah. Uh, it's it's. As someone who's who's liked your stuff for so long, it's it's also just heartening to watch a different sort of role. You know, as much as you know, the Richard Curtis stuff is great. I'm a huge fan of uh, Pirate Radio, which you know is is sort of like the underscene of the three. And even um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was like one of the books my dad gave me. Is like I like funny books. You should read this. Yeah, yeah. You, you start to not expect someone to do something, but you start to look forward to one type of thing, and that's always maybe not what you want from an actor. You always want to be surprised by the next thing. And and this is, 
I think for so many people, surprising in a good way, not that they didn't expect it, but just, you know, like we were saying, the roles tend to be bigger as opposed to smaller and small is freeing in a way. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's nice to play a range of parts. And I'm always grateful if I get a chance. I do like playing what I, I always I think of it as kind of close work. In other words, people who are not particularly expensive. Um, right. and, and, and I, you know, I've had the opportunity before, uh, uh, but, but perhaps not in a in a in a central role, as is in this movie. Uh, and this is just a great part. Uh, Kajua Ishiguru wanted to uh, marry the original Kurosawa movie with what's described as Englishness. And, uh, and lucky for me, he saw me as the as the kind of vehicle for that. So it's a it's a it's a it's a, it, you know, it's a marvelous development. Oh, yeah. No. And, and, and it just shows in the work. So I, I know we have to sort of wrap in a minute, but you should be you should be incredibly proud. I think the fact that everyone is saying such nice things is not just, oh, we like Bill. and We want to say nice things. It's coming. It's coming from the work. And also, um, you know, I'm sure it must be nice that, you know, your daughter made a movie this year, went to some festivals, and and it's a lovely movie. It's just, you know, in a way you get to not necessarily share it because you're up to different things, but, you know, sort of be doing the same thing in a way. It's probably a lovely little bonding moment. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing for for me to have been at the Toronto Film Festival and for my, my daughter's first feature film, Alice Darling, to get into the Toronto Film Festival and not only get in, but then to be received so marvelously well <laughs> um it's a it's you know it was it was a a tremendous thing for for her and for me and for the family you know it's a it is a really good film she's made a really good film so i'm very i'm proud and pleased all right we'll see how you feel when she doesn't cast you in the next one but for now it's all okay. it's all pride it's when you don't get the phone call back and you're like but i fed you for a long time like yeah. on this yeah oh. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. This is a pleasure. I, I love everything you're in. So just seeing you and Oscar buzz together, it just makes one feel good inside. Well, thank you. Thank you. Oh, very thank, thank you so much. Take care. Awesome. Well, how are you? I'm good. I'm very good. How are you? I'm I'm all right. I, I was sort of on a weird vacation until a couple of days ago. So this is the first like official work thing back. So oh, uh, where'd you go on vacation? Um, this is going to sound funny. It actually will sound maybe a little even funnier to you considering your, your spouse. I went to Mets fantasy camp. I played baseball for a week. So I, I pretended, pretended to be good at sports. Um, My husband used to do a fantasy camp himself and it was always at capacity. So yeah, I, I bet that was the time of your life. Also, I'm just going to say a little unfair for him to go to fantasy camp. No, he did his own. Okay. So okay. I was about to say, he was just participating. Yeah. No, no. People came and played with him. Yeah, I was about to say, what do you do for a living? Hey, you know, don't worry about it. And just <laughs> No, that wouldn't have been fair. Uh, but uh, but I was excited to do this just because I think it's impossible not to watch the film and, and not be incredibly compelled by your character. Well, not necessarily liking her, but but she's the one I think of everyone in the movie that you you kind of want to be in her head as much as anyone else because you maybe get her the least which I imagine is an amazing challenge, just play a recognizable yet sort of vaguely unknowable character. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, for the first time in my career, I was like, I don't want to judge the character. Because yeah. I, I, basically in the past, I judge the character and then I act out that judgment on screen. Oh. And I was like, no, I actually have to like 
do my job. And part of that was figuring out a way in. And what about her journey can I relate to in some capacity? And when I realized, like when Elian started talking about her childhood and her being a great student and her being a great athlete, like literally right up until, you know, the point where he was born, I, re- I was like, ah, oh, she was following a path. Yeah. The path that they tell all young black girls that you need to follow. You have to be a good student. You have to be a good athlete. You have to be, you know, all of these things to be considered good. And I'm like, now, now I think I understand who she is and where she at least started. Cause I, and I can recognize some of that in myself, but where we diverge, um, she leaned heavily into organized religion and having a queer child for a lot of religious folks does not add up to goodness. And she opted for her own survival and still wanting to be thought of as good and she bartered with her child and while I've never bartered with my children I have sacrificed I would say my soul at times to be in closer proximity to power structures or opportunities or whatever they tell you that is supposed to come after complete assimilation and fully diving into respectability politics. Um, I, I, I at least got how she got there. Yeah. Um, and just why she felt so thorough with her rejection and her discarding of her child. Yeah. I imagine that's the, the hardest part to play because it's such a, it goes against, I think so many things that are, that we just feel. Cause when you're playing, you know, the if you have a romantic comedy, like, okay, I've been in love, I know how to do this, and I've been a I've been a sassy friend. You know, we've all had these moments that we can I'm just playing it up. I'm I'm you know, if I'm at a five, I'm gonna be at a seven in the movie. There's it's not less work, but it's it's I I get this. I understand the assignment. Here it's I have to figure out how to get this because it just this is the type of person I I wanna like talk sense into and I can't do that. I have to do the opposite. I have to have her almost talk sense into me. Yes, yes. And it's it's hard because this is, we live it. You come to our house, we are living this. So maybe I did need to figure out a different way to reach different family members who have not hopped aboard the acceptance train. Um, And maybe my my present route was (laughs) not uh, as effective as I would have liked it to be. So just in trying to learn how to like, what is going through your mind when you, 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 you kick your child out at 15, you don't care that they're homeless. You don't care. You, you're really sticking with this. Okay. Uh, you know, throughout the film, trying to understand how there's the only time she wavers is when she thinks the military is going to, change his identity yeah and then as soon as she sees him and it's 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 a choice i made i don't know if anyone ever if anyone clocked it but it's become like a running joke with me and jeremy but when she sees him order the salad yeah eating the salad she thinks he's giving it away 
that, you know, whatever the, the, the Marines try to accomplish, he's undoing with that freaking salad. And so it's the salad that sets her off in the cafeteria. Um, yeah. No, it's, it, that, that seems, that seems great for a lot of reasons. I think even just it, it lets Bokeem come in and, you know, the other antagonist of the movie in many ways actually just sort of butts heads with you by going, well, I don't know what your th- deal is. It's not really my business, but I understand, you know, he passed this test that I gave him. So I no longer care. He's now part of my thing. And this just look that he gives you of like, I don't understand why he's not part of your thing either. Is, is this really interesting moment? Well, you, like you said, well, while a salad's being eaten, well, you know, while Jeremy's right there, just, just going, I want these two people just to accept me. I just want to be able to like exhale and, and really almost everyone in the movie just isn't able to breathe easy. Like, I think that's the thing I noticed with your character a lot is even when she's, she's doing these tough things, she doesn't look particularly happy about it. There's no like comfort in it. You get the sense that when the camera leaves, she just sits there and like, like, like just crushes that cigarette in her hand. Well, it's like, you get those moments of her alone in the car. Yeah. As she's trying to like talk herself into getting out of the car. And she has such hope that the military has done its job and will return her straight child back into her arms. Yeah. Along with his check. Um that too. <laughs> that too. And that part is it was so I don't, it's not even really subtle, but like no one talks about it when she's basically like, you were, I was fine with you being homeless, but now that you have a check from the government, maybe I'll let you come home provided, like, I'll charge you less than what a hotel would charge you. She was still going to charge him. Like, you know, I mean, like it was, oh, it was so dark, but like you see her, you know, like fighting with herself in the car to, to get up the nerve to get out because in her mind, it's really Jesus himself has said that being gay is bad. Yeah. But maybe the Marines did a job that she couldn't do. Yeah. And maybe, you know, and so like there's moments where I'm like, are there any new pages coming? Can she just yeah. t- freaking corner and give him something, you know, think- and. That's that's what makes it so so different is that it it does stay unfortunately true to what happens a lot where where people don't change or the change is so minimal that it doesn't actually lead to a new event and and you know it is it's I think there's a slight difference in who she is at the end but she's still mostly the same person who put newspaper down before her son got to sit on her couch yeah and because that's... she wanted she wanted to believe so badly she was searching for just a hint of straightness, just a, a hint. And I remember the, the shooting, the last, the last scene in the hallway. Um, and, and I could, elegance was closer to the camera. He wasn't in village. He was next to the camera. Mm-hmm. He might've taken the camera himself. I don't remember, but like they were, she was shooting this two shot and every take, I just wanted to do something different. Yeah for elegance yeah because it i mean you know he says based on a true story because a lot of the marine stuff is not exact but the stuff with his mom pretty pretty on point and just wanting a different outcome for him 
yeah. in that moment, even just one take. Like, can I can I get this boy one take of a real mother's love, you know? And but that was not. It just it just sucked because it's like I'm watching yeah. him have his heart broken again in real life through this scene. Right. And oh. Yeah, but it, but it, I mean, when I when I spoke to him, it was you know I was I was very keen to remind him that like you know there's a lot of laughs in the movie. Like he he very he very much is eager to remind you that it's not all pain. But it's this weird, it's a really strong choice on his part not to change the mother aspect because I think that might have been like the first thing a lot of other people do is like, okay, well I'm going to keep this much accurate, but she's going to have her moment at the end, and like I'm gonna I'm gonna redeem my mom and and. I don't think he necessarily like calls her to the carpet or anything, but he just presents what happened in his and how he felt. And, and you can feel how you feel about it. And I think that's, 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 a, that's maybe the boldest choice you could make because you're letting people who don't know your mom. And I'm sure you ask him because I love my mom, you know, sit here and go that awful woman. And, and he just, and he's like, in, in sort of the same way, she's like, well, I can't prevent what happens to you because of your choices. He's finally kind of turning it back on her. Yeah. And that's fair. Yeah. And I and I think certainly as like a lot of parents age and parents who made similar choices as Inez, they they're not really understanding the enormity of their choices. And when it when it when it comes time, yeah. <laughs> it's these same people who like you who've got a you know, be responsible for your care and, you know, making sure you don't have bed sores. Like, and there's just, they're so dogged, you know, I've met, you know, I know a lot of these people, even in old age, they're like, I'd rather have bed sores than accept that my child's identity. And it is, it's wild yeah. to me. I mean, it's hard to understand someone who feels that strongly about something that you're like, there aren't really two sides to this one. Like, there's a lot of things. Listen, like I said, I was down at that camp. A lot of people don't vote the way I do. And like, you kind of let it go in one ear out the other. But every so often you hear one thing like, no, that's just not, that's not the way things are. I, I well, I mean, there's a lot of things in the Bible, like speeding. Yeah. Every speeds, but like, and if no one sin is greater than the other, I mean, like, why are we stick, why are we being sticklers about that? And then you get into like the Bible, like it becomes convenient to 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 hear what you want to hear. You get very you know, convenient. You know. Oh, this yeah. one, this one's a big deal, but this one, eh, we're fine. Eh. Then, eh. That's you know. that's where it gets weird for me with a lot of that stuff too, because you're just like, hmm. So you're saying, on the one hand, this is all like the word, like you know, if you don't believe it, there's problems. All right, I have my own issues with that, but whatever. But then on the other hand, like I highlighted these four things, like this is a bigger deal than that. Like, wait, but you just said like. Mm, it's like if I asked my dog to like go get something and I t yelled at him for getting it. He's like, but you told, I, I have just, many words. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I thought we were supposed to love thy name. Yeah. Okay, no, no, only, no. only certain ones. Only certain only ones. Certain apparently. ones. Yeah, they, yeah. The it's real estate market. Child, you know, and yeah. it's confusing as, you know, a parent of a queer child who, you know, is walking this walk. Yeah. And where the rejection comes, it's, you know, so I, I, I set out to do this movie, hoping to change one parent's mind, oh, yeah. one parent in, in particular, but I know that I have, I've already heard from them that this movie is changing uh, some parents' direction and how they are 
dealing. And they saw themselves in Inez when they did not think that they would. I was, I was, about I, to say, I was curious about that. You know, you, everyone does a movie for a different reason, you know, and everyone has different moments when they know it's going well, or when maybe you don't know, and then you just, you see the movie or you never see the movie. I was curious, like, do you hear, like, has there been a response? Obviously, you, you know, reviews are good. People praise your work. You hear about awards buzz, but that's independent of, of, you know, the goals you set out for, you know, if you go out to make a movie like that, you know, you don't tend to end up making that movie. No, I mean, my, my only goal was to try to make parents see that no matter what their intention is, their loving intention, even that you are the villain in your child's story, you know, um, and, and you don't have to be, there is another way there's like, there's 8 billion people now in the world. There's 8 billion ways of loving one another. Pick one that does not lead to trauma, abuse, harm, um, or putting your kid out and and considering your child disposable. So if I can change one parent's mind, that is my greatest reward. Uh, and I'll take that to the bank and and try to cash it right along, (laughs) right along with something else, you know? There you go. Um, that's a, that's actually a perfect way to to wrap up just because it is so much the summary of, of the film and the performance and, and the performance is really great. So you should be very proud. And I think every time you hear from someone, it's, it's, you know, it's doing, it's doing the work that maybe the world isn't always doing. And, you know, movies are silly, but at the same time, people watch them. And, you know, if somebody reacts and it changes something, you know, you've done a good thing. So you should be very proud. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this. Joey, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Hanging in there. You know. Yeah. Where are you in the world? I am in uh, in Brooklyn. So I uh, I just did another interview and it was funny. It was we were waiting for the subway for the train to go by. And I was saying it's uh, you know the window could be closed and it could be ninety degrees in here. Or I could open it. It's cold and then you hear the train. So, right, right. so you know, made, made my choice. Right, right. Well, thanks thanks for oh, my pleasure and congratulations to you. This is. Uh, it has to be exciting. You know, I saw it back at uh, in Toronto, you know, played it in New York and sort of had its, its build up. But, you know, like actual people are watching it now, not people whose job it is to watch it. So, you know, like people who are making an active choice to watch the movie and, yeah. you know, you, you, you make something, at, you know, a year ago, year and a half ago, whatever the period of time is when you first get to decompress from it and then you kind of like build back up. What What is it like looking back on it? Because I'm sure in the moment, you know, it's it's all consuming or, or largely consuming, but now you get to sort of look at it as as a memory in a way. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it, it is very interesting. I think with this project, it it took a lot out of me emotionally, physically. Um, hmm. So months ago, I probably wouldn't have been ready to see the film just because of it kind of triggering me back to the place that I was in when I made it. Um, it was a labor of love. We made this film in 19 days. In the yeah. middle of summer in Jackson, Mississippi, got shut down with the pandemic and had to come back. It was it was it was tough. It was very, very tough, but it was a job of service. I knew how important this film would be for people that need to see it, how it would become a resource um, of something tangible to know that you are enough and that there is a way out and you can be a hero of your own story. So I think for me, just Jeremy, the personal tip is like it's it's affirming to for this to be my my lead film debut. And sure. having the conversations that I'm having with the people I am, 
and and to know that elegance is being received with love and respect as a creator as an artist that my grandma gets to go to the movie theater and see a film that her grandson is in leading yeah this truth of a black and a queer man and while that is not all that i am it's i think it's so important and affirming to me because i spent so many years as an artist trying to you know or wrestling with this idea of how much of myself do i give just because you know i don't i don't want to tip the hat too soon and and cut off my my source of resources and my ability to be an artist and to be a movie star or a TV star or a Broadway star based on how I identified or how people saw me to identify. So this film and it coming out in the way it has has been just mostly affirming and for sure. beautiful for 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 like the cast and crew and definitely for me personally. Oh yeah, and I think it's it's one of those types of films I think that once you see it you realize that being told what it's about doesn't really do it justice. Right. You know, it's because it sounds it's very serious, very dramatic, very, you know, like, like some people would consider it medicine. And then you watch it and it's it's very funny at times. Yeah. And it's very um like you were saying, life affirming. And it really does an excellent job of obviously if you identify with some version of the character, whether it's the job, whether it's the identity, whether it's sexually, yeah. you have something else to build on. But even if you identify with none of that, it's still a character that you very quickly gravitate towards and you want to see good things happen toward too. And that's part of the, the, I think the charm of what elegance did is, you know, in telling his story, he found a way to tell a story that anyone can grab onto, you know, it's the same. Oh yeah, exactly. Talking to him, talking to Raul, talking to Gabrielle, like everyone, you know, is doing it for the right reason, but everyone is sort of heartened by the fact that you can, you can identify with their character or not, but still just be fascinated by them floating about in the world. Right. Correct. Correct. I agree wholeheartedly. Oh yeah. And I'm sure that's like it on the page. And I mean, yeah, you I mean that was, that was, yeah. you know, why I said yes. And, you know, after reading the script and connecting with elegance and, and seeing that light and, and then that, that optimistic way of, of how he navigated his life. And after hearing that his mother had passed, a few days after the movie got greenlit and how this film was an attempt to reach out to her, you know, and I, but still him being positive and love and light. I, I just, again, I wanted to protect elegant. I wanted to be right. the person that they met before they got to him. Um, and I think, you know, when you're making these indie films, you know, with specific budgets, with no time, it's like, you have, you have to find your why your why has to be on the page and in the story and in the heart. And I think, you know, all of our all of our team and creative people that made this happen, we just we we gave ourselves over to it. Um, so it's beautiful to be on the other end and to to now give it, you know, you give your art away and you sometimes you just you never know what it's going to do or what it's going to mean for that one person. But golly, I hope it means everything to the person that it's, you know, that it resonates with. Oh, yeah. Because it like like you said, you, you have no idea how someone's going to receive it. You know, right. You have to be happy with it. Right, right. The director has to be happy. The people who made it have to, especially like you're saying, it's an indie film. Like nobody's getting rich off of it, you know. Right. Yeah. Let's hey, keep man. it real. Like exactly. For any work, you know? exactly. Like rent got paid, but that's probably about it. Yeah. Like, exactly. Rent that month got paid. You know exactly. I mean? You're just like, <laughs> yeah. You're like, listen, I ate a lot of craft service, but there's a there's right. a thing, you know, with these characters because they're based on real people. Like like Gabrielle was saying. You know, she almost wanted to do a different take of the end just to give elegance like a, a change of pace. Like, you know, that you wrote this character true. Like it, like you said, even after it got greenlit, didn't didn't change anything. I like, told, you know, the story of his relationship with his mother in the way that 
he felt he needed to, to reflect what happened. And and she almost wanted to do one like wrong just to be like, this is what could happen. It's the investment that you guys all made in it. Right. Of, I want to do justice to your story, but also everything else is so optimistic. Can we give you that? It, it just, it, it right. struck me in a way because it is the thing the movie does that I think people are going to be surprised by because everything else about it, you know, if, like I said, if I just told someone about the movie, it kind of feels like it's building towards that, that moment. Right. Yeah. And, and, and to realistically pull back and be like, well, not everyone changes like that. Right. It's, right. it's bold. Yeah, it is bold and it's human and it's honest and it's complicated. And I think that is life specifically for black queer men. That is life. That is existence. That is truth. Um, so yeah, you want, you want the happy ending. You want the, the, the ending with the bow where, you know, people kind of find each other and find love because, you know, we, we want to leave our audience with that, that, you know, that sense of it's going to be okay. And I think our film does a complex thing of still giving you that because what we want, what we witness is it doesn't break him to the core where he can't, you know, he's immobilized and he can't move on. He he takes in the moment and he continues on and he presses forward. And I think that is the beauty of self-love and self-worth and understanding how sometimes that means you have to let go of people and relationships that don't serve you on your identity to stepping into your purpose. And that's however you identify. We've all met people who were naysayers and didn't believe in your vision and your gift and your ability to show up and shine. So it was like, you know what, you know, forget them. I'm going to stop listening to what you say and allowing that to dictate my truth and my ability to show up and my opportunity. And I think in that you find that sense of freedom. You find that so that sense of, yeah, I can do it. I've always been enough. It's just a matter of me stepping into that. And I think that ends up being the takeaway and kind of the, the hero story that that becomes necessary for for our people to witness. A hundred percent. And I think it's even more resonant here because you see in that same scene, you see the sort of the man he's been at war with the entire right. film completely accepting him because he's passed the tests that he determined. Right were necessary yeah 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 and and literally is even like sort of defending him to his mother being like i this is this is a soldier to me this is my brother now this is i don't care about anything else and and gives him gives her that look of like why do you care and it's not said like that's what i think is so powerful about that 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 scene is like nobody actually says right things you don't gabrielle bokeem no one says the things but everyone sort of is is processing it and i think in in film, it's very hard to show people processing just because right. it's not inherently cinematic. Right, but this right. is a good job of doing that because you you know completely what's going on in all three characters' minds. Yeah, I think that was something that I was very um, aware of or wanted to be very aware of in making this film was I knew what was on the page. Yeah. And a lot of the things can feel very hurtful and painful. But I was like, I think what's going to bring our audience in is the things that we're seeing is me excavating and going, what's this feeling? Can I give you the same context and text without saying anything? You know what I mean? And I think you live in those moments of tension and of suspense because the audience knows the feeling and I don't have to describe or say, or you know what I mean? Like to to overly um, contextualize this moment, it's you're in it, You're, you're in it from the beginning. And, you know, shout out to our editors, our, our our sound, all of the things to help amplify that and to help support that. But I think that was just the job and the work of our actors and of the direction of elegance to just allow us that space and that time um, to find what wasn't on the page and to build these characters. So when you get to a moment like that, where you have a Bokeem um, where Vine played, you know, 
complicated and brilliant as he is, but him to kind of have his own revelation of how he views and how he's going to protect French and what that what that does in a moment of threat for his mother and what that does in protecting and lifting and encouraging, you know, um, um, French. Right. And I, I think it's, it's just a, a beautiful human um, sp- space that we kind of navigate, um, you know, during this don't ask, don't tell um, and talk, talking about the countless members of people that have been of service in the military that have had to, to, to move in the shadows. So right. I think it's, necessary that we have a story that kind of follows that and and then shows what it was like for this for this individual yeah and it would be so easy to do too much it would either be for sure too big or or even go in the opposite direction and just never really talk about what's going on and i mean it obviously helps that elegance is like i this happened this is me right right for sure you know which i'm sure is a useful tool also because you can you can go up to especially you and and say well you know if my instinct's telling me this and the page says this like which what happened yeah yeah am i am i veering towards the truth and we're just trying to make a movie or or did you write what literally happened and i'm i'm inventing this character a little bit more right right and i think you know like he very early on my my one ask for him was like you have to trust me yeah because you're my writer you're my director and you're the cuppet that runneth over you know what i mean you are the, the source of all sorcery so while you will become very resourceful and useful for me in this process, there's going to be moments where I might not need anything from you because I'm going to just pull from what I know and what I feel. And then you'll guide me and protect me through that. Um, but, you know, like, yeah, it was helpful having the person there to give the stories and to give the intention. Yes, of a moment, but really the objective. What was your why? Why right. did you? Why the Marines? Why not? You know what I mean? Like all yeah. of those questions that I had. Um, that helped informed the decisions and 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 it, you know in the ways in which French moved or didn't move in situations that he, he was put in. Yeah, you're 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 reading a script, you're listening to a director, you know, you're you're being given a character and you're putting your take on the character, but you also have someone watching you do that who knows exactly what happened and has made specific choices either to honor what happened or to manipulate it in a way to to further right. service the story. So you're. You're almost, you're never you're never fighting against it, but it is this interesting calculus of there's the director's vision, there's your vision, and then there's what happened and how both of you are sort of interpreting it. Right. In well, I would say that like there's the truth, and then there's yeah. the truth. Exactly. Like, you you have to understand both. Like yes, there's what happened, but we have to investigate in the things that are the most honest and true in this scenario and in this situation with this cast, and we're only investigating that and only honoring that. So. While most times that did align with what exactly happened to Elegance, there were certain things that he goes, that's a brilliant choice. We need exactly. to look into that because I understand the motivations of French a bit better. You know right. what I mean? And I, think, mm-hmm. I think just to have that collaborative process with someone who is being so vulnerable and could go, this is the way it needs to be. You need to walk like this, talk like this, be like this. He did not move in, in that direction at all. He allowed it to be uh, a free space to, to play and to try. Um, and I used it as such, you know, to to be, like I said, as this to be my, you know, lead debut, um, working with a black director who I don't have to over explain my existence to and just gets me because he's walked the life and knows what it is and what it means and what it feels like felt very great and affirming and made, you know, it a bit easier to shoot this film in 19 days, um, you know, <laughs> working against the class, working against COVID and all of the things. Um, but I, I, I speak about the film as just, again, a labor of love. 
Um, and I'm just, I'm so grateful for all that it taught me and all that it gave me. Um, you know, I think it's one of those certain projects you just kind of, they, and certain characters, they kind of stick with you a bit longer than you'd like. Um, and I feel like, you know, whether I like it or not, French is kind of stuck with me. I, I, I think you should be very happy. Though. I think you should be very proud. Um, <laughs> and you know, what a debut it is. I know we, we have to wrap, but this is, this is a hundred percent something you should be incredibly proud of. Not just because people are telling you, you know, it's always nice when people do that, but because the work speaks for itself. And, and I think it makes for a very exciting future on screen. I, I don't think this is the last we'll be seeing of you in lead roles. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this. Of course. I'll see you soon. Take care. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you for doing this. My pleasure, man. Absolutely. I, uh, you know, I, I, I first noticed you in Hostiles, which, you know, pretty, pretty, it's the first role, but like, it's really exciting when you see someone and you go, I haven't seen them before. And I'm really fucking excited to see what they do next, because it's, you know, if I feel that way, you know, that the people who are making movies feel that way and hopefully the people who are paying for the movies feel that way because they're you know they're the outlier but you know it's been really exciting to watch the the progression and you know it's a lot of times and obviously devotion is is a whole new thing for you but you know there's a lot of people who when they get a big role whether it's you know the villain in creed or being like a big marvel villain it's yeah. this, like, oh, cool. Congrats on that. You get the feeling everyone's very excited that like, oh, they went for you. They went for a guy who deserves it and is probably the best guy for the role. Oh, well, yeah, it's uh, I don't know what to say to that, except for, um, you know. It's a it's a weird paradox, you know, being an artist because you, you know, you're making the work, you know, for the work's sake. And but ultimately, all the work is always for. Uh, the audience, oh. you know, for the people and uh, fans or audience members, stands or audience members, critics or audience members, and and you know the bourgeoisie and the proletariat. So, you know, when people start getting excited about the work, you know, there is a um, there's a vibration that you feel that they are, and you know, in some ways, excited about what it is, whatever it is, you know, one is cooking up as an artist. And so, you know, you feel kind of like the people's champ, you know, and you kind right. of emboldened to just keep going further and going forward, you know? So it's, uh, like we said at the top, things could be worse. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, the, at, at its core, like you have to like what you're doing. So yeah. like if you, if you take a job and, and halfway in, you're like, Oh God, this sucks. You're, you're not in a, one in a position to probably do your best work, but also this should be the best job. Like they're yeah. paying me to make pretend the thing I did for free as a kid. Like, yeah. how can I keep doing this? Like, and, and, you know, even just looking at your career, like you've got to be a cowboy. Like you've got to do all these, you got to literally do that. You got to be a boxer. Like you get to do all these things that yeah. a fighter pilot, things that like we all do as a kid when you're just like yeah. you watch a movie and you go, I want to be the guy who goes in a plane. And yeah. then, Fast forward, you're doing it. It's doing it. Yeah. yeah. If you don't like it, yeah, it's never gonna work. But I think you also just have really good taste, mm. which is I want to do this, but I also found something that I think people will like, 
right. beyond just me. Because, you know, we all we all have the things we watch that are like, not just like guilty pleasures, but you watch it because it'll make you feel good. You don't really care if it's good or bad or just right. it, it is. Or sports. They don't make me happy, but I watch them. Um, right. but you, you get a, I'm a Jet fan. We don't need to talk about it. Um, Sorry. Yeah. So like, you know, you get something like Devotion and it kind of checks every box. How do you know you found that, though? Well, I, I first, you know, I I first read it and if I, if it, if it speaks to me, you know, yeah. like anything, you know, if you can be walking down the street, you know, and, and you're attracted to a person, you're attracted to a book, you know, you're attracted to, a, you know, when you live with scripts a lot, you know, you, you do get to, um, your palate becomes particular, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I also have the benefit, I have, I have maybe just off top, I think there's two things that I have that really help me uh, make choices. Uh, one is my just fiscal political um and social uh background you know but when you come from you know the proletariat you come from below you always say there's blue collar and then there's my family you know what i mean Uh, i know the feeling trust me you know what i mean so we have a we the benefit of of being or being born into a lower class um uh, economically is that you have further to go yeah um, to be competitive, right? Yeah. Um, and as you traverse that space, um, you become um, uh, multilingual, sure. right? You become more cultured in a way because you have to not assimilate, but be able to accommodate yeah. uh, and and know the behaviors of the social, artistic, whatever group of people you're mingling with. Um, and so in doing that, you establish this type of culture about yourself. You know what I mean? Um, and so you begin to know more people. And then so you, you, I mean, we all change the man you were before you started working uh, uh, for your company. And the man I was before I started work, before I started going to Yale are two different guys. You know what I mean? Like, like our community shift, shift doesn't change us. And we take from them, you know, and we learn from them. Um you're an artist, I'm an artist. And so I'm taking in, okay, they like that. I like that too. You know what I mean? Or I don't like that, you know? Um, and that, cause we're a part of the zeitgeist as fringe as I would like to think I am as an artist. Um, I'm very much a part of the zeitgeist. I have a very clear opinion about anything from Kanye to Biden to uh, the Jets and the Cowboys. Yeah. So, uh, so I have that benefit. And then also um, my schooling, sure. you know, I read I've read a lot of plays, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, and and the institutions I was a part of and that trained me up. Um, we read what we call the classics, yeah. you know, and that's the Greeks, um, that's Shakespeare, you know, and then we moved into contemporary, starting with Chekhov and Wilson, Katori Hall, you know. So you read a lot, and for whatever reason, uh, the populace has decided that these are great plays. That may or may not that may change. It, it it tends to. I feel like it will. But when you've been exposed to those things, you know, nine years later, you can get a script from, you know, Black Label Devotion J D Dillard and look at it and go, this has certain characteristics that I know are uh, integral to yeah. something that is um, uh, artistic. Yeah, it's because it's a 
it's a very classic film in the way we're talking, you're talking about it's the classics. Cool. Like it's, it's doing a thing that, you know, my dad went to go see, my grandfather went to go see it's, it's hitting yeah. the beats of like what makes this kind of film good, but it's telling a story in a way you've never told it in the way that like the last black man in San Francisco right. maybe has more in common with a, with a, with a novel or a play, but it's doing yeah. it in a way that, that feels cinematic. You can, yeah. you yeah. can mix and match. And, and I think it also just goes to, you know, finding those. Cause I'm sure, you know, you get more scripts you don't want to do than the ones you want to do. And then the ones yeah, you want to do. Today. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you're just like, all right, 10 of these came in, seven of them I don't want to do, three I might, two might get made, so one's just not going to ever get made. These two, like, which one? It, it's all about, you know, what the culture is going to accept or pay for at the time. But, yeah. you know, you you make the best choices you can to please yourself and then going, well, I hope in a year when this comes out, Right. What we're talking about is relevant because right. God knows things change. So in a way, devotion is perfect for that because it's well, always going to be relevant. Well, you're, I mean, we, we should definitely, definitely, definitely touch on devotion, no doubt. But I guess we could go from devotion and move from there. Like huh. those scripts or those 10 scripts, there's probably only, like you said, I like your, I like your, I like your analogy, you know, where you broke it down. Like you've got 10, there's three of the three. Those three are probably dealing with what I call um ancient qualities right which are things that those are the things that are similar between all you know great text you know there's something ancient that they're talking about something that doesn't morph and change you know as people do something that's integral um to our existence we all understand it universally um with devotion i mean even the word devotion is speaking to um ancient frequency you know which people would live you know could live um in the 50s you know way back before then you know uh there was a time when when people didn't care about loving hard out loud you yeah. know or really caring about something or really going for something you know and that frequency in which they did that is you know I, i've i've come to call it devotion you know what i mean um a practice a, a rigorous practice that leads to you know, one one's fulfillment in life. Um, yeah, so devotion is full of that. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, your father and, and grandfather, I think you said, um, can get behind it. Right. It's, it's, it's about watching the things that you find interesting, obviously. But there's something to be said for, for taking a chance on material. And like, you know, mm -hmm. that also is not everyone wants to do that. Not every audience member wants to do that. So there's... There's an inherent mm. risk. So it, it is it is very rare, I think, to find the film that you feel is challenging and is asking you to do something you haven't done before and is engaging you in a way that hasn't done before, but is presenting itself in a way that if you want to, as an audience member, not think about all that and just want to be engaged and enjoy a movie, you know, capital M, it still works. Like I saw it at um at Toronto at the premiere. You guys, you guys were there at the at the Cinesphere, yeah. the big yeah. dome thing. And, you know, there's people watching it who are, who are in tears and there are people who are watching it who are just watching like, I want to watch this Hollywood movie and I had a good time and now what's for dinner. And and the fact that both people seem to enjoy it equally mm. is is really cool to see beyond just like the pride that you guys had in, in getting it done to like to tell JD's story that he feels so personally about, but also to do something that, like you said, like reflect something that you're passionate about and that struck you in a way, you know, reading the script, it meant something to you. It wasn't just, oh, this will this will be a buck and then six months out of my life I'm cool with. Like there are those roles, but something like this feels like so much more while still being 
appealing in a way that doesn't have to feel like work to people. You know, people get weird about like, oh, it's an art film. I don't want to see that. Right. Uh, it's an art film that's in probably the most um, Hollywood, in the Hollywood canon. Yeah, it's an art film that can play in IMAX. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, I mean, it's a war picture. You know what I mean? And it, um, it does, it does, it is, it, I mean, it's a very unique film because when you watch it, you go, wait, this is, is this an art movie? Am I watching yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how, We're spending a lot of time with them not in the plane. Like, what's yeah, going on what's here? What's going on here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it, that's the, uh, I mean, that's the cool part about this one. That's why it's so special. I think that's why it, 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 it connects with so many people with, you know, people want to be, as you said, people want to be entertained yeah. um, for different reasons. You know, everyone learns different differently. So you can imagine everyone's entertained differently. You right. know? And JD was so um, brilliant in laying out a story and telling the story in a certain way that everybody could come to the trough and, and, and get something uh, from it. Right, which, which one is what audiences want. And also just what you as a, as an artist want. If you're, if you're in service of something that's in, imminently disposable, sure, it's part of the job. And like, I understand that I meant to make entertainment and, you know, but if you can do something that someone will come back to or someone will discover, someone will show someone else, it's, it's special. And like finding the balance of those two, because doing just one is, is not the same as finding everything. I mean, managing to do like Spike Lee's basically biggest movie, you know, finding yeah. these projects that are, yeah. okay, they're definitely meant to be seen. Yeah, you know, yeah. but also they're striking people as a personal project. Yeah, they're meant to be felt as well. Yeah. You know, like like those the film the Five Bloods and you know Devotion. I mean, and even the smaller films. You know, um, yeah, they they all have something in common. They make you feel yeah. on a very big level. You know what I mean? And um, that's pretty much all I'm interested in doing yeah. as an artist. You know. Um, if you can make someone feel something, you know, they can then think about what they saw. They can think about how the other person felt and they can think about how they were feeling when they were watching it. You yeah. know what I mean? And that, and that, that engenders conversation and, you know, that cathartic experience does um, induce uh change, you know, even if it's minute, something's going to shift and change and, um, that's the way to do it. I mean, I, me personally, I, I've I've been in a really nice position where even from the beginning, you know, I didn't have to take a job for money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, it. once you begin that, it's kind of, uh, you're kind of in trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can find yourself in trouble, you know? Um, and when you don't, you still manage to, if you progress in your career, you know, you get a project offered you that you're excited about and you go, Oh wait, there's a bunch of zeros on that number. All right, cool. All right. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah, let's do like, that. Like, yes, I would like to do that. Please sign me up. Where do I sign? You know, that's and like you said about having a conversation as we as we sort of get set to wrap up. Even if someone doesn't like something, if they can explain why and it made them feel something that maybe they were uncomfortable with, like that's way more interesting, I think, as a as an actor than someone who was like, it was fine. You know, you're like, I can't do anything with it. it was fine. Yeah, that's oh, oh it was so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Go, oh God. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting is uh Hollywood for I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's I think that's commonplace for I don't like. When anyone says it's interesting, I go, post the book, interesting. Okay, cool. We yeah. like we think about the outfit. Interesting. Oh god. I go, no, just tell me it sucks. Like I can work with it, it sucks. 
Yeah, because I mean, because because if something sucks, you know, I mean, you can have uh, a visceral reaction to it. That's yeah. critical. That's crit. That's a crit. That's a critical response, and there can be um, an artistic uh, reaction yeah. to it. You know, well, the it, there's reaction. no. There's no passion with interesting. You never, you know, yeah. my mom's a cowboy fan also. She never finishes the game and goes, that was interesting. Right. She's got a lot to say. Yeah. She hates Mike McCarthy. So she's just like, I hate that guy. She's yeah. so pissed they're winning because they won't get rid of him now. Yeah. But like but she's passionate. She's winning though. So yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just like, they're winning. Focus on that part. Yeah. Really um, winning. winning big. Let's go cowboy. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting one. Um, but I mean, I think it's as we, as we finish up, I think this movie is such a great thing to have out in the world because it hits all these these motions and is a showcase for someone like you that is trying to do both sides of the coin and doing it well. And I think it heartens people and it makes people want to follow you. And and what else do you want except someone willing to follow you, whether you're going big and right. in a movie that like someone who's a big fan of Last Black Man in San Francisco might go, I don't know if I would normally go see that, but I like him. I'm going to go give it a shot. Or yeah, that's people cool. who, you know, love devotion, love the bigger films and go, I'm going to try this indie that you made because I like that dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. You have that ability, and that's it's rarefied air. That's yeah, quite humbling, and uh, uh, but thank you for saying it. Yeah, oh, it's you. my pleasure. And uh, first of all, thank you for doing this again, and and congratulations. I, I, t- I, it was seriously great to watch how happy you guys were at, at TIFF to like just be in the moment. I know you had to run like right after, like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel was calling. We understand, but like yeah. it was something about like you know just looking at the crowd and having that feeling of like. I did this for the right reason. You could tell that that was the feeling. Yeah, there's a huge amount of um, pride for what it is we've accomplished as a group. You know? right. And you and you should feel that. When I talk to JD on, on Friday, I'm sure he will uh, reiterate many of the same things. And you should question. feel as much, as much pride, you know? Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Hi, how are you, sir? Hello, Yui. How are you? Doing well. Well, I'm exhausted, but whatever. It's fine. I was I was with your your buddy Guillermo del Toro today for uh, for a MoMA exhibit for Pinocchio. That's great. Uh, um, uh, you 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 went to the show? Yeah, they had a they had a the premiere last night, and then they had the um, at MoMA the exhibit, and you could get the tour, and they did a press uh-huh. conference. I actually I had dinner with him last week at a very small event, and we you know he hands you the the puppet, and you're just like I'm gonna break. This. Why would you put? Why would you get? <laughs> um, and I, I had seen you um, for the uh, press conference out in LA a couple, like a month or so ago, and we mm. did. Uh, we talked. It was. It's fascinating to watch this movie more than once because you know you see it for the first time, and I saw the the three hour plus cut, and it's a you know it's a big ass to go back in. But I would I had actually asked you about it. Like you watch the second the you know the the tighter version, and it does feel like. It's the same movie, but maybe the the movie you wanted to make. You know, it doesn't feel like it was noted down to a shorter movie. It feels like you were you were you were still maybe making the movie during the festival run. Absolutely, that was exactly right. Yeah, it's the same guy who's a little thinner, yeah. with a little diet in it. <laughs> oh yeah, because I don't think there's any. I mean, there might be. It's a there's a lot going on, but like there doesn't feel like there's any scenes necessarily missing. It feels like it gets from this scene to the next scene a little quicker. And you get you never lose the point of what you're doing, but sometimes it's okay. I think I remember like a moment that's no longer there, but it's never, it's nothing that I mean. I'm sure there's things you miss because everything's your baby, but you watch it and you go, I think this is the movie that was in your head the first time. Yeah, that's what that's exactly what happened, and that's why I was so confident about going in and touch it because I know it perfectly. I want to have the same intact film with the, the same essence and spirit. 
nobody has said me, oh my God, I miss this and that. It's the same film. It's just, it looks a little better. Again, it's like a guy that lose weight and it looks a little sharper. That's it. I mean, I didn't, let me put it this way. I didn't cut an arm or I didn't cut a leg. <laughs> yeah, no. Amputated, let's put it this way. It's, it's and exciting. also, I, I think it's it's coming from a different place. You know, there's a world in which, you know, you're mandated to make cuts or, you know, you, there's something else going where you feel like it's almost... Not a gunpoint, but cinematic gunpoint. But here it feels like, oh, this, you know, Venice and Telluride were almost the test screenings in a way where you're like, oh, I see where where I, I see someone, you know, scratching their ass as opposed to watching the movie. Okay, maybe that's where I need to look a minute for to see if I have something there. They were exactly oh, are you there? Yeah, I hear. Uh, sorry, it's good. Something happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were exactly that. Uh, they were my test screenings, and uh, that's the moment that I realized because when you see it with audience, a film come to life at that moment is the baptism. You are presenting that to the world, and then you 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 know a lot of things. You know the, the the energy. So it was a great opportunity for me, and it's an endless process. I could have been editing the film even now if I would have the time. Because I have had all my life final cut, and I'm obsessed that every time that you go back, you always possibly can extract something until, you know, in the moment that you find that you cannot get rid of anything, then maybe the film is in the best shape. But it takes time. It takes time to do that, you know, to discover little by little. Right. And especially as you continue through your career, you know, a, a different person can get a little like protective of it. And you can like cradle your four Oscars and be like, you know, I might know what I'm talking about. Let me have it. But it takes, I think. <laughs> You know, a certain person to go. No, you're right. I can keep working. Gamera was saying this at the at, at the dinner that, like, when you're a young man, it's a lot harder to make a cut. Everything is the most important shot in the movie, and as you do it, you eventually get to the point where you're like, no, no, there's there's almost always a shorter movie that might be better, and it doesn't necessarily need to be, but I can keep tinkering because I know what needs to be told and what doesn't. Let me tell you the good news about uh, old age, Joey. That with old age, it comes a moment that you start learning how to. Uh, let it go, you yeah. know what I mean? And you start, in a way, surrender, and you are a little bit more relaxed, and you can laugh of yourself, and, and you don't take things personally, and you can learn to have the courage to be like, dislike, do not ask permission yeah. anybody, and feel good of feeling uncertain about things. Yeah. So it, it's very... <laughs> you know? When yeah. you are younger, you are very certain about things. And, you know, later you understand that uncertainty, which is where I am now, it's a great place to be. So in a way, it's a, it is the only thing of older age that you learn, you know? Yeah, I'll get there eventually. I still think I'm right about everything. Um, there's a, you know, there's a sense that the movie is also exploring that because, you 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 know, the character is obviously not you, but it's not, you know, you're not unaware when you're writing it. They're like, oh, people are going to, you know, take things and assume, and that's just the nature of watching a personal story, but you allow the character to be told things that I'm sure if someone said it to your face, you'd be like, well, I don't really love that you're saying that about me. That I think also comes with age, the the idea to be like, well, I want to explore different feelings about people and I don't necessarily need it to be one type of thing. And that's, you know, the, it's definitely a movie that I think doesn't turn out the same if you make it 10 years ago. And it probably doesn't have to turn out the same if you make it in 10 years. Exactly. There's a there's a moment that uh, you need a little bit clarity. You need courage. You need a reason why to make a movie like that. There's a time that that comes. It's not something that you are looking because it's uncomfortable. It's difficult. It demands a lot of introspection yeah. and a lot of pain too. 
But at the same time, I think if uh, the journey inward uh, uh, is where you find the most mysterious and complex element to tell the story. So, I mean, I think that's that you know better and you can offer with the rest of the world things that it doesn't make you different from anybody. We are very similar people. We deal with the same challenges, the same emotions, the same losses in a different way. So you, you know, offer, at this case, I offer my unique perspective, with a lot of contradiction, with a lot of mistakes, with a lot of weaknesses, with a lot of vulnerabilities and fragile and humor and laughing about me first. Yeah. And, uh, and But that material offer a lot of satisfaction and liberation to and uh and obviously yes it's a personal intimate things and collective memories about my country but all of these obviously using um fiction to transform them it's liberating and it's beautiful that, that's that that's what this film required from me you know oh, yeah. and it and it's putting out into the world an interesting sense of if you have a cultural identity that you relate to in the film, it's an added bonus, but it's not requiring that. It's not, you know, holding you at arm's length, which I think is, you know, surprisingly hard to pull off. I think yeah, a lot of people, can you repeat what you said? If you was sorry, I was I was just saying, like, you know, someone who watches the film and goes, I have a, a cultural identity that's similar to the, the characters in the film. So I relate because I miss my homeland. I, you know, am from Mexico, you know, all that. Is an added bonus. It's not necessarily a requirement to enjoying the film. I, you know, I, I'm a guy from New York. I live in Brooklyn. You know, I have a very different background, but you can recognize the universality of the feelings, and and that's what counts. I, I, I think I, I have been very impressed about the reaction of of people after the screenings. How deeply affected people is emotionally, and how themes, as you said themes about loss and about relation with parents, relation with adolescents and kids, um, you know, the losses. My wife and I went through a very big one and how people relate to losing a family member unexpectedly or their relation with dementia, with the mother or with the loss of the father that things were not solved. Or you can be from the south of the United States and now you're in New York and you don't find yourself now anymore about that. Or, or friends that are not anymore, and the expectations of people, or the, 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 the success, what has been demanding, all those things are so, are you know, obviously are are things that we all deal with that. In a, yeah, I have been dealing that in a very particular way, but all those things again are very universal and very human, and that's what the film talks about. And I think one of the advantages of this film is. There's no a storytelling element. I didn't want to make, a, a, you know, I, I I like better now to read story stories in books, but I think I wanted to offer people an experience in a movie, a, a visual audio experience with emotionals, and then everybody can attach and everybody can say, I like this, I like that, and that's okay. Whatever they would like to take or reject, that's exactly right. It's an experience. It's, it's a it's a cinema experience that that was the bet of all this you know which also comes from i think being able to be at that point where you can say i want to make this type of movie i've you know i've gotten to the point where i can make this movie i never i don't have to take a job i can make the movie i want and if it's not time i won't make it and when it's time um, get and you can throw I, was, I was lucky Yoy, because nobody yeah. wants to do it this movie and i start financing myself and i spend a lot of money i put myself on risk and two, two years i couldn't find money because when you do a film in in a foreign language, in Spanish, 
with no international star on it is not easy. And a personal <laughs> intimate thing, and I didn't want anybody to read the script. So I was already pregnant, and yeah. I didn't find anybody who wanted until Netflix jumped in, and I have to make a selfish choice, or the film leave or die. Yeah. And and they jump in, and I was privileged at that time in my life. In the moment, I don't have to ask permission to anybody, yeah. you know, and I don't have I don't know explanations to anybody, and I was able to do something with their support and freedom. Yeah. And I, I feel very privileged and connected with a lot of people that is watching the film and is is incredibly moved by it. What else yeah. you can ask, you know? Right. And even even the people that doesn't, I I I love that too. Because, I mean, yeah. the irritation or the love, it's great things that films should do. I think. Right. And I mean, you get you get to be in a position where you were saying at the the press conference, like the scene with customs is basically something that happened to your wife. You know that that you still get stopped. Like you can you can work out things and find you know, the humor and the sadness, and it can be therapeutic in a way, but it also can be entertaining. You know, it's it's the nature of a personal project. And also just, you know, like you were saying, having trouble getting money. No one really comes to a studio and goes, I have a personal project. It's 80 minutes long and costs $10 million. That's never a personal project. It's always, you know, a big vision. So it is, it is heartening to see that it got made because... You know, it's very easy to say no to this movie as opposed to yes. Absolutely. But if we are living in a time that to make a movie, and I'm thinking about the young filmmakers, you know what I mean? It's just things that ha- that are safe, yeah. that are proof, that has a precedent, that are industrial or mainstream or, you know, and then the reduction of the possibilities are getting scary as we, you know, there has been so much discussion about that. Right, but like, I think it's important, it's important to understand even failing is better than not attempting in a way to push the boundaries and erase the boundaries of genres and expectations and level and boxes. And I, I, I think it's important. I think that the personal stories are the ones who in a way can offer us in literature or a portrait in painting, they can really offer unique points of view that that's what we need, not industrial sausages that are made like a product to please everybody. I, I think I think that's a possibility too of cinema it has to be explored, you know. Oh yeah, the, the more people you try to please, the less you end up pleasing. That's listen, I, I have I have learned that in the dating world over many years. Um, but you know, <laughs> at a certain point, you just have to do what what feels right for you. And, and you know, you said selling the movie, like your name is the only name in the movie that that you know someone sees any kind of dollar signs. And if you're a young filmmaker, you never get to make your personal films. You never get to have the slow come up. You get funneled very quickly into, here's a sequel, make this movie. You're never a name. You never get a chance to then say, I have this vision. Will you believe in me? Because they've never seen you have a vision. They've seen you, you know, handle a product. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. But also, like you said, it just, it limits the possibilities going forward. And and the fun of film is that you can see literally anything. You can see, like, you can see a giant blockbuster, you can see a tiny art house film, and they can stand next to each other, and you can decide what you like better. And if there's only one, you can't. Yeah. Now, the, the risk or challenges with these kind of films is that you need to really nail it. In the execution is the key. So, in a way, form and substance are so integrated. You know right. what I mean? Because you can have a genius idea or concept or a crazy idea, but I think the form, yeah. how you execute it, it can be key. Because in a way, again, I think both things are as important. You know what I mean? So uh, in a way, I think you need some experience to really deal with this material, which is not easy to 
to flesh out. You know, well, you, if you gave me your script, I'm sure I could fuck it up royally because <laughs> I don't know how to direct. You know, whereas I could, I, I could have two. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it you, you have fun with us. Yeah, but with I, only, you know what we do? There is no recipes, and there's so much reason. No matter how good or experienced you have, how many Oscars you can fuck it up every single day, and we do. By the way, well, luckily you get to then cut that, and no one sees it. <laughs> when you, especially when you have time and money, you can be like, all right, we're going to do this until we get it right. But that's that's the nature of of a good director is also just having other people with them. You know, the guy who thinks he's always right is gonna is gonna eventually run out of steam. But you know, if you hire people that you know this job as well or better than you do, it's you know the real reductive version of the job is telling people do that, don't do that, yes, no, seven, blue. You know, you're. You're in, emboldening your your co collaborators to take your vision and make it real. Exactly, exactly. I think uh, it's a difficult one. I I always said that anybody that has finished a film deserves my respect. Be, beyond I like it or not, I know what it takes to finish a film, and that's a cathedral. So it, <laughs> it's very hard to finish any film, you know. So I, for the young guys, I think it's a, uh, it's, I, I think support the vision is very important. I think my point of view. I think that's an excellent uh, way to go out on too. Just like supporting the vision, whether it is a vision that you connect to or just open yourself up to like, like this movie, again, it's such a specific vision of a specific type of experience, but because it's doing that, it becomes universal and then you should be, you should be very proud. And I, I look forward to you know, more of this. Not that the other stuff isn't great, but I, I love when a filmmaker is sort of giving you their heart as opposed to just showing how smart they are. That's what I did. That's what I did, Joe. I, I couldn't be more happy, more satisfied. I'm proud of having done a film like this and take the courage to 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 accept anything right. that he said and I, I welcome all of that. That's that that was the point to surrender and let it go. That's a fantastic. Oh yeah, it's 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 great to see that sort of happening and and I I'm so glad this happened and it's just fascinating to listen to someone who, you know, has a point of view about this. And you know, the Oscars are great, but that's just one version of uh saying you did a good job. I think people wanting to tell you that your movie is great, your movie is terrible, but wanting to tell you about your movie is kind of its own like special sauce. Let me tell you what Guillermo and I have been talking about. As we said, no, that like, like pain is temporary and the film is forever. But I think the noise, no matter what, whatever people said, good and bad, the reality is that it will not make the film better or worse. <laughs> the film is exactly the same. And time, that's the important thing. So the noise will go out doesn't, and nobody will care. Yeah. I, what I put my heart on was in the film and the film will not be affected by praise or 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 hate yeah. it, it's going to be the same thing those words and opinions and thoughts are temporarily and will not affect at all so that's that's where i stand and i that's why i'm very serene and very happy about it because yeah. it's there already the peace exists yeah. As you I, want, I want to share this with the young guys because now in the world that we are living that there's so much noise yeah. i didn't grow with that social media thing that it's so much that it you can be paralyzed by that so Man, you have to understand that is this yeah it can be paralyzing so no matter what people say it's gonna pass you know it's fine it's Exactly. It's okay. It's okay. As as, deserves that. as long as they don't get out of it and say, what's for dinner? That's the worst reaction you can get from a film. It's just completely move on to the next thing. And no <laughs> one is going to do that with this film. So that's, that's, that's I think, the end of the day what you can take from it. Um, again, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very right. much, Louis. Oh, it's oh, my pleasure. I'm, I'm glad that you... I, tell me one thing. 
Yesterday was the MoMA thing. Yesterday was, you were there yesterday? Yesterday was the premiere. I'd already seen it, so I wasn't at the premiere. Today was at MoMA. They they showed oh, you the, the whole exhibit and showed you the making of oh. it, and then they did a press conference, and then there was other stuff. They let you take pictures with the, you know, with the marionettes. It was very, it was very cool. Okay. No, it's okay. I send a, I send a video to, they asked me to send a video yeah. to send, so I, I want to ask you if you saw it and how it, how it felt, but I'm going to call uh, Guillermo. He has to be exhausted too, because uh, I talked to him like three days ago and he was super exhausted. So I can he, imagine. He was definitely last week at the dinner, you know, real happy to, I think, just be with like six people having a steak and like, talking about other things too. So it's like, he'll talk about Pinocchio, but like, one of the, I mentioned video games and you can see his eyes light up. It's like, yeah, what's <laughs> Exactly. You know, you know how to get him. All right. Thank you very much, Joey. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Awesome. Well, first of all, uh, I hear congratulations are in order. Uh, can't imagine what, what happened recently. I don't know. How was your weekend? I, I played baseball. You know, that was great. What about you? What did you do? I got an Oscar. Yeah, go figure, I, right? I got an honorary Oscar after being nominated and, and not winning 13 times. Although, like I said in my speech, to be nominated is winning. It's only oh. five songs every year. Oh, yeah, exactly. And it's I almost feel like it's kind of extra fun because you get to go, I got the back door away. Like, haha, I got it anyway. Ah, I win. Cause it, it's a different, well, you know, this one's even bigger. This one is a more meaningful one because it's really a lifetime achievement award and they've never given this to a songwriter before, you know. Exactly. It's very much breaking the mold. Yeah. That so that that in itself is is pretty phenomenal, you know. Oh, yeah. Makes it's, a beautiful thing even more beautiful. Totally. And it was uh, you know, it's very it's very cool to get to talk to anyone you know, who has an Oscar. There's a finite number of people in the world who have them. And it's even, I think, more special to talk to someone fresh off of it. You usually get people, you know, a year or two down the line. So obviously- You get them fresh. You oh get yeah, them. no, that, that, that Oscar still has, uh, has plastic on it, essentially. It does, um, still, still warm. Oh yeah, credit to uh, our, our amazing mutual friend, Leia, for setting this up. But it is, I imagine it's gotta feel weird still almost in a way. You just like, it's there. Like, you know, I mean, the cat's having fun with it. I can see on Twitter, but like, yeah, my cat was like, you know, doing, being a little naughty with him. Wasn't impressed by the Oscar. Like, ah, yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah. I, um, no, it's, it's, it's cool. No, it's cool. It's um, a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, I don't do what I do for awards, but I can't say, I don't, I, I can't say this isn't the most amazing thing in the world. And I'm, you know, yeah, ecstatic really, you know, right. and, 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 and and this way, you don't even have to point to like one song being the one that did it or one song being better than the other. They're, you know, they're all your children. You get to be like, it's for all of them, I guess. Yeah, it, it's you know? a body of work, you know. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, which, you know, it's always an interesting thing. It's not really the people who get them don't really go into this, but like the people who cover it always like to talk about is the Oscar for the right thing or is it a reward? You know, there's all these conversations about, oh, they should have won 10 years ago. So this is the makeup. It's a way of just getting all around them. But no, it counts for everything. Whichever song you liked best, that's the one it's for. How about that? You know what? Honestly, like just if you're like oh, when I said it in my speech too, just when someone acknowledges this, like like your work, right? You know, there's the Grammys that have 100 song categories, right? And the Oscars have one, you know, yeah. and most of these categories, whatever it is, except I think Best Picture with 10, most have five categories. So the fact that, you know, you're, you're the, it's, it's your peers that are voting you in, you know, 
And in my in my the music ranch, you know, they're the you know greatest composers and songwriters and mu- music people in working in movies on on the planet, really. So if if they you know acknowledge me enough to nominate me, I'm I'm like I, I stay up all night and jump up and down just you as, know five, you know. It's as pretty you- cool. But you know that being said, I mean God, you know I I I am now in a Academy Award winner. I mean, I, I mean, it's, you know, it's a beautiful thing. It's something I've wanted. And, you know, I wanted to say I'd like to thank the Academy for a long time. And when I, when I got, when I found out I was getting it, I was, reco- I was in the studio with my song Applause with Sophia Carson, you know, that's yeah. the song, you know, my song for this year. And it was like, the lyric is give yourself some applause. You deserve it. Give yourself, I was like, wow. And I, my phone ring was a number I didn't recognize. And it was the head of the Academy telling me I got an Oscar. Yeah. I was like, no, you're, you're punking me, man. Is, is there yeah, is still around or can camera hasn't been around for a hundred years, but is there, what's the new iteration yeah. of that? Because I'm getting punked right now. I'm, I'm not you know, believing this is real, but, but it was real, you know, and I gave myself some applause and then I started beating the shit out of myself again. <laughs> well, I mean, good timing because look what came in today—the uh, sheet notes. I like that. Um, nice. The an- the annual Diane Warren signature that comes in the mail. It's always yeah. cool to see. It it makes a good. It looks good in a cat litter box. Just kidding. I mean, my dog. My dog's not. He barks when the stuff comes, but that's about it. He's not interested. The, everywhere. Bark except, is worse than worse than his play. Except once it was a bark box. One time, a studio did send a bunch of dog stuff, and he was very excited about that. That's really smart. Yeah. You don't have well, a dog. They send my cat would be pissed off. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the cat's general disposition, though. Is like, why, why have I been aggrieved in some way? You've interrupted yeah. my nap. Exactly. That's why. That's why I love cats. I have a great cat. No cat. My my grandfather had a cat. Cats are great, except for when you interrupt their nap, and then you get the look of death. Even though yeah. they nap nineteen hours a day, I'm going to interrupt your nap. I can't help it. I, don't... I was just thinking about that. It's weird you said that because I was just thinking that cats sleep most of their lives, don't they? Yeah. My cat just sleeps, except. And she wants treats and then she goes back to sleep. Exactly. She wakes up to be like, you owe me something. And then she yeah. gets it. And then she's like, I'm back. I'm good. I'll let you know when I need something again. Yeah. But I'll, I'll come over and, you know, when I want to come over and mainly to get yeah. fed. It's a good, it's a good life. I'm kind of jealous, frankly. Yeah. I like, I mean, listen, dogs are good too. They get all the attention. We actually, we briefly met last year at Film Fest 919. You said hello very briefly. And then my ex had her dog with her and she's like, no, I want to see your dog. And then, yeah, I was probably more interested. Oh, I just I just walked away. I was like, okay, I've lost her to the dog. Well, I wasn't rude. No, it was it was hilarious. The dog was the dog was having the time of his life. So it was um, just very funny. That was really like, fun. Oh yeah, that was that was North a good. Carolina, I think it's, yeah, North Carolina. Yeah. Oh yeah. Any any of these any of these kind of events, I think, where you get to be celebrated. I think this the Oscars the same way. Just like instead of just focusing on one thing, it's here's everything. Like. I think sometimes people don't even realize how much you've done. It's like, no, here's here's everything. And even if you didn't realize you love her stuff, here's another thing. And you go, oh, my God. Or you hated it. Oh, she wrote that song I hate. Yeah, I mean, listen. I worked here. Sit there. Sit there. Sorry, sorry. I don't know. Just sit there. Sorry. Leia's sitting on my chair. I like to work in. I work. Yeah, I know. Nothing personal. How dare her. I don't like it sitting in that chair about me. How dare. But no, it's, it's. I mean, listen. Please. At least this week, everyone out of your chair. Yeah. No, I just, yeah, I'm just like, is that my keyboard's there? And I just have my thing a certain way. Yeah, no, the song won't come out right if everything's not in the right spot. Basically. Yeah, it's, it's the chair's fault. Yeah, it, always, always. Oh, yeah, all the, all the times it didn't work out and you're lost, it's the chair's fault. Like, we know. That's right. 
Blame it on the chair. Well, I wrote blame it on the rain, so why not? Blame the on chair the doesn't complain, so it's an excellent, uh, it's an excellent uh, placeholder for all that. Exactly. It but doesn't have to sit sat on. Yeah. Does it change any? I, I imagine it doesn't change anything now, but what's, you know, a year or two down the line when the next song offer comes in, you're thinking about what you're going to write and you're hooking up with different films. Does I mean, it change the equation any, or is it just, I still do what I do? I just, I just I, do, I do what I do. Like it's not a lot. I'm working on a lot of stuff right now yeah. anyway. So, you know, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I just, it, it, it hasn't changed. It, it's not changing what I do. Yeah. You know, I just do, I just do, what I do. I write songs. I love writing songs. You know, I love writing songs for movies. Might um, be able to charge a little bit more next time. That's that. There's a plus. Huh? You, said you might be able to charge more next time. That might be a fun plus. You'd be like, I don't know. I, I, don't know. So, I mean, I just do stuff that I that I that I that moves me. Not they're not always the biggest movies. Sometimes yeah. they are. I have some pretty big movies next year. You know, that just is one. that is what I really like. That you never know how big the movie is that you're going to have a song attached to. It could be you know yeah. the giant blockbuster. It could be the movie where, frankly, even I see 300 movies in a year. I go, wait, what movie is that? All right, cool. I got to check that movie out now. That's yeah. And you don't know with a, with a song like, you know, something can get nominated. Some huge movies don't get nominated with their songs. And then, you know, some of the smaller movies do. It just, it just depends on, I, again, I like to do something that, that compels me and that I can, that I, that I like. And it's not always for the money. So, oh, I mean, it, it's a nice bonus, you know, helps. I, I mean, it's nice to get paid. Yeah, yeah. The, as, as someone who, uh, you know, it's it's touch and go with that sometimes. Not having to pay, being able to pay your bills is a good thing. We like that. Yeah, it's a very positive thing. Exactly. It's it's a lot harder to write a song when you're in the street. So, you know, being yeah. able to be able to pay for the chair is important. Exactly. Uh, but I would imagine it's just right now just feels good. You know, just being able to, to have that just yeah. benchmark of I did it. I did the thing, you know? Yeah, it yeah i mean like the oscar yeah it's it's it is a pretty cool it feel i'm just so exhausted right now that i'm that but it, but i you know cause i didn't i didn't sleep a lot last couple of nights imagine it's hard imagine it's hard what's uh to to sort of wrap up just the silliest part where do you think it's gonna go where is it gonna live once it stops yeah. being like the thing you have to look at a couple of times once it's just part of the furniture it's gonna be on my piano i slept with it a couple of nights Listen, it's it needs a thrill too. We had to get to know each other, you know. Yeah. Um, and then he's gonna live on the piano. As he should. What a what yeah. a what a perfect place. I see it every day. I see yeah. it every when I wake up. I, I love when I find out the answer because some people have a very like specific place. Some people are almost embarrassed of it. And it's like, oh, I put it in the bathroom. You're like, That's a strange. Yeah, place. yeah. I, I put it as a doorstop. No, you didn't. And you know, it's oh, so you... disrespectful. You know, you know, your peers are the ones who who got you that. You know? I, I I love there was a uh, a director there was a director who won an Oscar for writing and told me you know he has it in the office and he said one of his editors won you know a couple of years back and he said he has it on the mantle and it has it in like a little tuxedo and like there's little lights that go on he wants everyone to know that he has it and oh yeah I, I, I was it. thinking about putting like getting a little suit for him that's funny right. a little top hat and just like yeah no yeah. he's he's always dressed for a show uh, yeah it's I yours. You can you can do with it as you will because you have an Oscar now, and that's that's, that's pretty cool. That's it's cool. It's pretty exactly. Cool. Well, thank you so much. You deserve to go to sleep. That's what you should. Yeah, be. I think I'm going to do that pretty soon. Great, great, great talking to you. Great seeing Likewise. you. Again. And and yeah. congratulations. I'm I'm overjoyed that this finally happened. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening. 
be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content.